Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Today, we're going to be continuing in our new series titled, What Should I Say? What Should I Say? And today, I'd like you to turn with me to the book of Matthew. We're going to be looking at scripture in the book of Matthew chapter 16 and we're going to begin at verse 20 excuse me verse 17 matthew chapter 16 we're going to begin at verse 17 at verse 17 and here the word of god reads it says this and jesus answered and said unto him blessed art thou simon bar jonah for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I, I, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Today we're going to speak from the subject, What do I do with them? What do I do with them? Here we understand as we continue our series that last week we saw examples of what we should not say. When, when, when Job was dealing with his friends, Eliphaz and I think it's Jophaz or something like that and Bildad and, and, and they were just going in. We saw exactly what not to say, right? <laughs> well, this week we are going to show today exactly and absolutely what we are to say or what we should say. We're going to see what we should say today. I want you to look back with me at verse 17. And here again it says, And Jesus answered, answered Peter, and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. My Father which is in heaven. Here, Peter who was speaking for the group, declared that Jesus was the Christ, the son of the living God. So here he made this answer because Jesus was asking, well, who do men say that I am? And they went through and said, they think you're the second coming of Elijah or John the Baptist or whomever. He said, well, who do you say I am? And that's when Peter answered, speaking for the group. Speaking for the group, I want to initiate that. That's important. <laughs> Speaking for the group, he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So this is what he said. But it's important to also understand something that Peter didn't say. Notice he didn't say, you're merely doing the work of Christ. You're just doing the work of the Christ. No, he said, you are the Christ. You are the Christ. We must note that this revelation of Christ did not come by way of what Peter read or studied. He didn't read or study. It wasn't local rituals in the synagogue that taught him this. No, 
he, he, he did not see this or learn this from well, he would have been shown to him through social media. He didn't see this on Snapchat, Instagram. He didn't see this on, on Twitter. It wasn't tweeted out to him. He didn't look and see it on Facebook and, and YouTube. No, no, that's not where he saw this. That's not where he saw it. He didn't study it in that way or, or, or come across it that way. The source of this conviction was a revelation from, of, from God through the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. The source of this conviction was a revelation from God through the Holy Spirit. This is how Peter came to understand exactly who he was, who Jesus was. We do not arrive at a proper concept of Jesus through uh, how well we reason in our minds or how well we study, but by hearing the whisper of the Spirit of God in our hearts. This is how we come to this revelation. I need somebody to type in chat a whisper, a whisper. Listen, he will come and simply speak to you a truth right there in your heart. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I've heard this word whisper so many times since the start of this year. Since the start of this year, I keep hearing the word whisper uh, from so many theologians, so many biblical experts and, and, and Bible laureates. They're, they're talking, they talk about how the Holy Spirit will whisper, whisper. And I think it's so important to understand because many of us in this day, due to the sensationalization that we see on our screens, on our phones, in our faces, we're expecting to hear the explosion, the clap of lightning and then the rumble of thunder. We're expecting to see this and hear this, but I want you to understand that he will come and simply speak to you in a whisper, in a whisper. And it's important that you note that because we, the, the way that some of us are looking to hear from God, the way that we're looking to hear him speak to us, we're missing him and he's speaking all the while. He's whispering right there in your ear, letting you know, no, this isn't, I'm not, I'm not letting you go this way because I have something else prepared. I'm not letting this happen because this is what's going on. Listen, your season that you've been looking down the road is here right now. He's whispering in your ear, letting you know, look, the very thing you've been waiting for is coming right now. Listen, you got to understand he's whispering in your ear. He's simply speaking to you. You've got to be patient. You got to be to be able to hear him. You can't go running around. You can't go looking from here and there trying to ask everybody else if they heard him. Ask everybody else if they know. No, listen, he's speaking to you, speaking to you in a whisper right where you are here. This revelation of Christ, of Christ came to Peter in a whisper, in a whisper in his spirit to let him know. Type a whisper, a whisper. This is how he'll speak to us oftentimes. In a whisper. I want you to look with me at verse 18 now. Verse 18. And here Jesus still speaking. And I say unto also unto thee. That thou art Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Shall not prevail against it. Listen it was not on Peter. Or it, it was not on Peter that Jesus would build his church. That isn't what he was saying. It wasn't on Peter that he would build his church, but upon who he was himself is who he would build it. He would build it upon who he was himself. Listen, the revelation that Peter had was based upon the truth that Jesus was and is the Christ. That's what the revelation was, that Jesus was 
and is even today, even now, and shall be the Christ. That's what it was. But I want you to see what Jesus said about this. He said, listen, he said, Peter, he said, thou art Peter, Simon Barjona. Remember earlier in, in scripture, he called him Cephas, called him Cephas, which was a tiny rock, almost like sediment, tiny rocks. And he said, this is who you are, you're Cephas. But now he says, no, Simon Barjona, no, you're actually Peter, Peter, which here in the Greek, it means Petros. Peter is Petros, which means little rock. It means little rock. But the rock on which Jesus will build his church is Petra. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Which rock is that? It's Petra, Petra, which means a bedrock or foundational rock. A bedrock or foundational rock. During that time, there were entire cities that were built upon these types of rocks. Entire cities. And he said, I'm going to build my church on this very rock, on this very rock. You know why? Because Jesus is the Petra or the foundation. Jesus is the Petra or the foundation on which the church shall be built. His church shall be built. Notice I want you to understand that as Peter was Petros, we, you and I, we are Petroi. We are Petroi. That's Petros, plural. So here it is. You're learning Greek today. You're learning Greek today. So here it is. We are Petroi. Petroi. And this means stones that are called. These are stones that are called to partake of the nature of Petra. They partake of the nature of Petra through our confessions of faith in Jesus as the Christ, the son of the living God. When we are able to do that, we are these stones that come together and we also form a part of the Petra, which is the building up of the church by which it's landed. It's supposed to be built up. Remember, Jesus is the Petra. How do we know this? It also said that he was what? The chief cornerstone chief cornerstone that the builders rejected so here it is jesus was the chief cornerstone he's the one on which everything is is the foundation and everything is to be built upon if we understand this we have to come to the realization that we are called in this process to actually replicate to see as these little stones that we also are a part of this foundation process we're also a part of this building process that's what we're called to and by the way peter was not ignorant of this now there are denominations that believe otherwise they believe that, that peter is the one on the, the starting and the first Pope and all this kind of stuff, and that's their belief. That's what they believe. But I want you to know what the word here says. The word lets us know and understand that it was the revelation. It was the revelation that he received, but it was Christ who is the one who the church is to be built upon. And Peter understood that himself. He understood that. That's why he would declare later in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5, he said this, Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house. A spiritual house. In other words, he's saying, listen, you are the ones that Jesus is going to use to build up this house. You're the ones that he's going to use to establish his church. You're the one that he's going to use to spread his message, to let it permeate all throughout the lands and all throughout the world. You are the ones. He was letting them know. You see, Peter knew that Jesus wasn't speaking to him alone. 
He knew it. He knew he wasn't speaking to him alone, but to everyone who would believe on his name, the name of Jesus, recognizing their value and purpose in building the Lord's house. He said, listen, once you know who you are and you know who he is, now you can move forward and help to build what he's called you to build. But I want you to notice something. He said, my church. He said, I, I, he said, let me look at it again. That's verse 18. And he said, upon this rock, I will build my church, my church. That's important. That's very important. He did not say, I'm going to build the church of the Greeks. He didn't say, I'm going to build the Jewish church out of their synagogue. He said, no, I'm going to build my church. Why is that important? You see, the word church, the, the beginning, ek, ek, means out of, out of out of and then there is then then there is out after that there's ekno ekno and what is that that word means to call out to call out so therefore the ecclesia which is the church the ecclesia is the called out ones you're called out you're called out of them to, uh, called out from being among them to being in his church that is his church my ecclesia my church belonging to him. He is the author. He's the finisher. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's letting us know that everything abides in him. He is the one. And he's saying, listen, you're going to be the one to be those rocks, the rocks the, the, that brings the foundation together and also spreads the message that spreads the lesson that spreads the teaching. You are going to be that. But you're a part of my church, a part of my church. Now, look with me at verse number 19. Verse number 19, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven, shall be loosed in heaven. Listen, I want you to understand that now these keys are very important. These keys are very important. In fact, the keys are the focus. The keys are the focus. I need somebody to type in chat the keys. The keys. It's very important that we understand these keys. He said, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to give that to you. He said, the, the, see, and it's important to understand this. The keys are not just given to anybody. The keys are given to the steward or the servants of the house. They're given to the ones who can be trusted. They're given to the ones who are responsible. They're given to the ones who he knows will be able to follow instruction. That's why he gives them the keys. He gives them the keys. Listen, keys are what give and permit access. Keys are what give and permit access. You don't give just anybody keys to your house, do you? You don't just flip your keys to your car to just anybody, do you? You don't just say, okay, here, take, take my keys. Sometimes we don't just readily give our keys to our kids. <laughs> we, we pause for a moment. Even as they get a little older, we, we pause for a moment. We, we, we go through a thought process, and then you may hand the keys over, but you don't just give the keys away. The keys are very important. When keys have been given to you, it's because he has entrusted something in your care and he knows and understands that you will be faithful and watchful and dutiful to follow through. He said, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. 
I'm giving you these keys, these keys. This is where the principle also of binding and loosing is revealed. This is where the principle of binding and loosing is revealed. I want to spend just a few moments here because we, we oftentimes misuse or misappropriate this scripture and misappropriate its purpose. And its purpose is much greater than even what we think. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.